Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone from around the world. Welcome to this session of Under My Roof. Um, today will be led by Sister Hazel again. And the subject for today is uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit. As we start, I would like to just um, um, invite Giselle and Joel to lead us with the worship. My beloved youth from all over the world, welcome once again. And before we begin, let us invite our Blessed Mother to be with us. She was in the upper room on that day of Pentecost, praying with the disciples. And we invite her now in our midst to pray with us and to pray for us. Come, Blessed Mother, honor us with your presence. Oh, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now let us prepare our hearts now to listen to the word of God that will be preached by Sister Hazel today. Shalom, youth. Once again, we welcome you to this celebration, to this great festival, the festival of God's word. And as we are pre preparing for Pentecost, we would like to talk about this great friend of ours, the Holy Spirit. Maybe in a little um, testimony of mine, I could probably explain to you or uh, help you to understand who he is. And I want to share my own encounter with him. I'll never forget that day. I walked out of hospital. You had been there and the doctor just declared that you have some cancerous tumors, about eight to ten of them. And he said, you have to come for a check up, we have to go do further uh, test. The ultrasound shows this, but we have to do further tests, so you need to come back. And I smiled and he said, why are you smiling? I said, you know, doctor, this is the best news I have received. I'm tired of living. I have a crippled back, which hurts so much that I'm paralyzed most of the days in the month. I can't even go to work. Single mother, a widow with two small children, it's hard. I want to die. So I walked out of that hospital and I was just walking down the road so desperate, not knowing what to do, how to manage my life. And as I was walking down the road, I suddenly meet this girl. She just stops me. And she's like, will you come to my house today? And I said, do you know me? And she says, no, I think I've seen you somewhere. But I said, why do you want me to come to your house? She says, we pray as a family, so maybe you could join us. And I was like wondering, she does not know me, inviting me. Surely God has sent her. Maybe I could do with some more prayers before I die. So I said, I'm coming. She was staying a few blocks away. And I rushed home, got my rosary, and I went over to her house. And they were all singing a song in the vernacular, which I couldn't understand. But as they were singing, I noticed something happening to me. I had never heard about the charismatic renewal. I knew nothing about the Holy Spirit in the sense I knew he was a third person, but never had an encounter with him. And I noticed my body shaking from head to toe. And um, I felt like electric shocks going right in and out. I felt as though my body was plugged to some hundred watts power. And as I saw my body shaking, I said, oh my goodness, I think my tumors are bursting one by one. I better run home and die in front of my kids. And uh, I tried to get up but I couldn't, I was stuck in the chair. And I began crying, I didn't want to disturb any of them because they had their eyes closed and they were singing. Again, I tried to get up, I just couldn't get up. 
and I began crying myself. I was very good at crying. Every day of my life, I cried. And so I continued crying and, and suddenly, as I was crying, I heard this voice, a very sweet voice which said, do not fear my child. So I looked at the girl next to me and I said, maybe she, I want to tell her what do not fear. All my fears have come back here. I want to go home. But I noticed that she had her eyes closed and she was lost in her own world. And so that alarmed me. I said, oh my goodness, I'm hearing voices. Like, is it a mental problem? You know, am I hallucinating? I was so worried. And I'm like saying, you know, God, I don't mind dying of cancer, but I don't want to die mad. Please help me. And I continued crying and I'm praying my Hail Marys. Hail Mary, full of grace. Karapa shakadamara. I said, what is this coming out from my mouth now? Oh my goodness, I'm sure this is some paralysis. Like now the sickness is moving from head to toe. This is paralysis of the tongue. And I'm like, what to do? I start crying louder than before. And again, that sweet voice, do not fear my child. It's me, Jesus. And I said, Jesus? I mean, I knew he talked to the disciples, but does he talk to people nowadays? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. I, I just couldn't believe that. But at the same time, when I heard the word Jesus, something kind of mm -hmm. left me. I felt a deep peace. And, um, but I continued crying. After, they, after the family, family finished the prayer, the girl's uncle asked me, why are you crying like this? What's the problem? I said, the problem is from head to toe. You see? He said, like what? I said, first of all, do you know my tongue is paralyzed? And he said, why do you say that you're talking? Then I thought to myself, am I talking? Why do I say? But at that moment, there was such a surge of power that came mm -hmm. that I was like, shut up, makapa, palish. I said, this is paralysis, isn't it? And he said, wait a minute. Do you know anything about the Holy Spirit? I said, of course I know. Third person of the Trinity. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because I knew my prayers very well. I knew how to say mm -hmm. my prayers, but I really didn't know how to pray. So he said, do you talk to the Holy Spirit? Do you have the Bible? I said, no, I've never read the Bible. I've never spoken to him. So he said, you know what? He was so scandalized. He, because I said, what is this that I'm, this paralysis? And he said, mm -hmm. you know, in the Bible, it says there's something called a gift of tongues. I said, and what's that? That's a language of the Holy Spirit. And that's what you're talking. I said, please take this back. I want my English. I mean, they don't know this language at the place where I go to work. I want my English back. I mean, I shouldn't have come here. What is all this? He just looked at me scandalized and he said, just go home. I said, I'm going home. I'm never going to come back again. He said, go home and talk to the Holy Spirit. Tell him your problems. I said, yeah, I'll do that. And I remember that night I just went home. Today I know what's to be drunk in the spirit, but that night I didn't know. I went staggering home. It was 11 in the night. I just knelt before my altar and I looked up and I said, Holy Spirit, he asked me to talk to you. I really, I didn't know how to make a spontaneous prayer, but I said something that was very genuine and he always honors a genuine prayer from the heart. Please help me. You know, I called out to him and he answered my prayer by knocking me down. I was on the floor, but I know my spirit was lifted up into another hemisphere. And as I stood there and looked around, it was so beautiful. I said, where is this? And suddenly I see somebody walking towards me with a book in his hand. And as he came close, I looked and recognized. I said, Jesus. And he nodded his head. And he said, let's begin our journey with this book. 
and I, he turned the book and he said, it was written the Holy Bible. And then he said, I have come, I have come, I've heard you cry, I have come. And of course he spoke a lot of things, there's no time now, but um, uh, this whole experience lasted till two in the morning. But I just want to share this, as he stood before me that day, I'm a mother, I know what love is all about. But as he stood before me that day and I looked into his eyes, they were like two oceans of love. I just want to drown in that. I wanted mm -hmm. to drown there. So much love that day. And that's why today I've, I just don't believe in somebody who says Jesus punishes. No, he's love. He's love. Anyway, my whole experience lasted for about two hours. I mean, after two in the morning. And I just got up that mm -hmm. day and... And my journey with Jesus began. There were a lot of conversations between Jesus and me. I believe that was heaven there. Anyway, I began life and about, um, mm -hmm. I talked to him. It was about a week before Christmas when I was in deep meditation and talking to him because I was now crazy about the Holy Spirit. He was the one who introduced me to Jesus because that's what he does. He makes the fatherhood of God so real. He brings the reality of Jesus. You know, we say, whom should we talk to? The Father, Son, Holy Spirit? There's no competition among them. The Holy Spirit is like the focus. He focuses on like the spotlight. He focuses on the Father. He focuses on Jesus. And so I was, I was so excited. I remember that one week before Christmas, I was talking to him. I was talking to Jesus. And he said, Hazel, one week from now is going to be my birthday. I will give you a gift on my birthday. And I said, Jesus, it's your birthday. I have to give you a gift. And he said, what do you have to give me? What does man have to give me except for his sinfulness? And even that he does not. I couldn't understand that theology. Today I know, of course, how we love to stay in our sin. We love to stay in our guilt. And all that he's asking of us is to give mm -hmm. our garbage to him. He's the greatest garbage collector. He just wants our garbage. But that Christmas morning, that Christmas night, I decided not to go for midnight mass. I took my chair. I sat there before the door waiting for the gift. I had some wild imaginations, like maybe some parcel will fall or somebody's going to come or whatever. But nothing happened. And I must have dozed off to sleep because again, at two in the morning, I, I felt a hand on my shoulder saying, rise. And as I got up, like I looked around, oh Jesus, I can't see the gift. Did you come and pass me by? I mean, I dishonored you, Lord. I disrespected you by going off to sleep. Please forgive me. I couldn't see him. I'm just calling out to him. I couldn't see him. But I started vomiting at that moment. And I said, don't punish me like this, please. I won't sleep again. But after some time, I know vision. I saw him smile with his one hand on my stomach. And he said, no cancer, no tumors, no surgery. I have healed you, and that's my birthday gift to you. I went to the doctors, the same doctors. He was so shocked. Well, I was totally healed, and Jesus said, I want you to tell the world about what I have done. I said, sure, Lord, I'll do that. And that's how my journey with Jesus began. He asked me to work full time for him, to preach. I remember arguing with him about preaching. No, I can't. I'm so nervous. I can't. But he said, you will. And uh, I have two kids. He says, I'll take care of them. Hazel, be single for me. I said, yes, Lord. I'll be your provider. I'll be your friend. Mm -hmm. I'll be everything you want me to be. 
I said, sure, Lord, I am going. I, can, I, I just surrendered my kids, my whole family to him. And it's more than 30 years now. And he's been so faithful. And I was so, so in love with the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not a dove. He's not some fire. He's not some water. No, he's a person. He has intellect. He has emotions. He has a will. He speaks. He sees all the attribute of a personhood. That's why when Jesus told the disciples, like, I am going, and they were like shocked because they walked with him for three years. They looked to him for everything. They depended on him for everything. And now he's talking about going to heaven. I mean, they're saying, Jesus, but we are still alive on earth. If you leave, how are we going to make it? And most of us today probably feel the same. I wish Jesus was with us physically, but Jesus was of a different view. He said in John 14, 16, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate, another helper, mm -hmm. another comforter, another intercessor, another teacher to be with you forever. Another, now this another in Greek is very deep. It has two words, alas and heteros. Alas means another of the same kind, Heterist means another of a different kind. But when Jesus was talking mm -hmm. about giving us another, he was talking about alas, someone who has the same essence and not giving you a cheap substitute, a same character. He's the paraclete, mm -hmm. someone who comes alongside to help you, to comfort you, to strengthen mm -hmm. you, to teach you. It's not like we lost Jesus because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. Jesus, you know, came as God. He came as a son of God. He came as a son of man. He was in a body just like us. He could only be in one place at one time, dealing with one person at a time. The Holy Spirit, however, can be everywhere all the time, working in every person's life, confirming us to bring us into the image of Jesus Christ. He wants us to be like Jesus. And so, has we get into a relationship with him. It's going to be so beautiful for you because we're going to study the role that he plays in our life and how important it is to have this intimacy with him. He, as I began experiencing a nearness and a closeness to him, I began experiencing a nearness and a closeness to God because he will show you what the heart of God is. And I had so many questions, but all of them were answered the day I had an experience of him. And he began leading me because one of the roles he plays in our life is to lead us. You see Romans 8, 14, all those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. He's a guide who leads us in the right direction. You know, you see in Acts 16, verse 6, how he led the disciples. We have this verse which says, mm -hmm. they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. He forbade them to go to Asia. And when they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. 
So he is to guide them. And he will guide us. You know, you will, as you have this relationship with him, suddenly you will sense a tugging in your heart. A kind of pull saying, don't go there. Not good for you. Because see, he already knows the future. He's gone ahead of us. He wants to guide us. But very often, there is a conflict that takes place between our hearts and our heads as he tries to lead us. We are not getting what we want, and so we are so disappointed. But let me tell you, none of us are smart enough to run our own lives. We need to depend on him. I remember once we were invited to go to a church to minister there, and we were running very late. And we were so relieved as we were running really to catch the train. There was a train waiting for us and we all jumped in. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit forbade us to travel by that train. Now our minds were saying, no, 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 it's late. Come on, let's go. Why? But he never explained why. But we obeyed and we jumped out of that train only to realize later that there was a gas cylinder in that compartment of the train that had exploded and almost all had died and the rest were seriously injured. Imagine if we had disobeyed him. I thank God for the leadership of the Holy Spirit. This one young teenage youth had, one come, had come for counseling and she was telling me her story. She said some of her friends invited her to a pub one day and she says, that day she felt a deep prompting within her saying, don't go there. It was so strong, but her mind kept debating, why not? I've been there so often, so what's wrong if I go now? And she disobeyed and she went and they were drinking there in that pub and she didn't know that someone had spiked her drinks. Next morning, she found herself on a bed in the hotel, raped. And now she's pregnant and does not even know who the father of the child is. And she was weeping and sobbing and saying, if only I had obeyed the voice within. You see, the Holy Spirit is a faithful God. He will always lead you in the right direction. That's why Jesus says three times in John 14, 17, in John 14, 26, in John 16, 13, he is the spirit of truth. He's not a spirit of deceit. He will never mislead you. He will never misguide you. But if you are not sensitive, you will miss that leading. That's why it's so important to be in a relationship with him, to be intimate with him. And Paul says, walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Let the flesh not have the last say. And if you're walking in the spirit, it means you're walking with him and the spirit is taking you somewhere. Where is the spirit taking you? Only to one place, to that which brings God glory, to that which will glorify God always. You see, the flesh is always moving towards that which will please self. Walking in the spirit means I'm looking to him, to the spirit of God, to give me the ability to do what I can't do on my own. When you walk in the spirit, the flesh will lose its ability to have the last words. So important, he's a faithful God, but he too wants a partner 
who will trust him. So he not only leads you, the next role he plays in your life is he will teach you. John 14, 25, Jesus says, he will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. What will he remind you of? You get up one morning and you feel so discouraged. You feel so disappointed and depressed. There's guilt killing you, the shame killing you. And you're looking out to say, no, whom can I go to? You run to the phone, you run to a friend, you run to the email, to the Instagram. But friend, my youth, my beloved, look to the one inside of you. He's the one who is going to remind you something so beautiful. He's going to remind you of what Jesus says. And Jesus said, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. You are precious to me. And the moment you begin to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying within you and reminding you what Jesus thinks about you, all depression will go. You have a father in heaven who stands with you. And he's given you the Holy Spirit who lives in you. The one in you is greater than the one in the world. So come on, devil, you cannot control my mind because I have the mind of Christ in me. He will teach you, my beloved. He will teach you everything. Students, now some of you are studying. He will teach you. You're finding it tough. You're struggling with math. Ask him. Anything you want, you can ask him. You're struggling with science. He will teach you. I'll never forget this testimony. My own son, he was in the 12th grade and he, he was a good student. He worked very hard and he says, Mama, you said the Holy Spirit teaches you. He guides you. Will he guide me? He was, he, the next day was his practical exams and he had studied hard, but you know that little kind of fear. So I said, of course, he'll teach you. He'll guide you. Let's pray. And as we began praying, the Lord showed a vision of a refrigerator. And he said, Mama, what refrigerator? I think the Holy Spirit doesn't know much about physics, you know. He knows about the Bible. There's no such experiment as refrigerator. I said, come on, continue praying. So we continued praying. The refrigerator drawer opened and there was mm -hmm. a finger pointing to the freezer. So my son is saying, no, Mama, I'm telling you, he does not know physics. There's no such experiment as freezer. But we mm -hmm. continued persevering and praying. And suddenly the freezer door opened and the ice in the freezer started melting. Mm -hmm. And uh, as he saw that melting, he was like, Mama, I've got an experiment called melting point. And that's the only experiment I have not studied because it's not come in a year. And I felt it was not important. Mm -hmm. I said, son, obey. Please obey. And he rushed and he studied that. And when he went for his exams the next day, that was what he was asked to do, melting point. And he fared well. So you see, he can come to you at any time, whatever need yours is. But I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can watch the computer the whole day and then sleep the whole day. Talk to your friends on the cell phone whole day and then come, Holy Spirit, please help me. Tomorrow's my exams. It won't work that way, my beloved. It won't. You do your best because you remember he partners with you. He does not do anything independent of you because we have that second uh, Corinthians 13 verse 13 saying mm -hmm. the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, 
the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The partnership of the Holy Spirit be with you. So as you partner with him, he will come to your rescue. I know he's not a boring God. He's so full of surprises. I could just go on and on to tell you what he's done in my life. And, you know, he makes life so interesting. That's why I enjoy my walk with him, my Christian life. I remember my kids would make fun of me. Mama, every time you preach, every mm -hmm. holiday, we either have to go for a holiday to a convent or to a retreat house. You know, how about this May, this summer, go to, uh, to a hill station. We have a hill station in India called Missouri. Let's go to Missouri, Mama. It's so nice. And we'll stay in a five-star hotel, not staying in a convent or a retreat house. And of course, Mama, we could give you one concession. You go preaching, we'll go hiking, trekking. And they know Mama's bank balance is zero. So they think five-star hotel, okay? And I started enjoying with them. Of course, of course, let's go to the Missouri. Let's go to the hill station. Let's stay in a five-star hotel. I started playing the game that their way. But the Holy Spirit was listening. He said, Hazel, I want you to dial this number. Call this friend of yours. And now she was my college friend. And I said, she's a Hindu. And I really don't know where she is. And I don't have a number. He said, call her up. So I immediately managed to get, you know, her number, why, 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 and I dialed her. And the moment she heard my voice and she said like, Hazel, after so many years, I mean, what's up? And then she said, wait a minute, I'm hearing some rumors about you. I said like, what rumors? That you are into some miracle business, is it true? I keep telling my friend, I keep telling people, no, 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 I know her in college, she was quite normal, she was quite sane. Probably after her husband died, whether she's lost her senses, I don't know. But she was not like that. So she's asked me, Hazel, is it true? I said, do you find me abnormal? Do you find me insane? She says, no, not at all. But what about this miracle business? I said, I, I believe in a God of miracles. He's my God. He's Jesus. She says, how can you put that together? Sanity and miracles? I said, I just changed topic. Anyway, she asked me, why did you call me? I told her, I just thought of you. I didn't tell her the Holy Spirit asked me, but I just thought of you. I was enjoying a nice conversation with my kids. And I, was, I told her about the fun they were making of me, of going to Missouri and all that. And there was silence on the other end. After a second, of, second she said, Hazel, she's screaming. I said, what? I believe in your God of miracles. I want to come for your prayer meeting. Like I was taken aback. I said, I've never had a conversion in one second. What happened to you now? I asked her. She says, I'm supposed to go to Missouri. I'm supposed to leave in the 20th of May. I have checked into a five-star hotel. 10 minutes back, my husband calls me and says, we cannot make it, go cancel the bookings. He's got some conference. I called the hotel just now and they told me, we will not refund, but you can send someone else instead. And she says, go Hazel with your kids. It's a five-star hotel, Missouri, go, on the, go in the month of May. And we all went to Missouri Hotel. We all went to Missouri, stayed in a five-star hotel for 15 days. The children went hiking, trekking. I had to preach because there was a nun who recognized me and she says, nothing doing, you're going to preach here. And I preached there. Isn't he interesting? That's why I tell the youth, you know, the youth, the youth usually feel that if I come to Jesus, I will have to give up the beautiful things of life. No, the beautiful things of life will start happening to you. But I'm not talking about just a once a week relationship at Sunday mass, no. Talk to him all the time. Involve him in everything that you do. 
You know, I take him to the kitchen. I take him wherever I go. And he comes with me. He's a friend, a very faithful friend. Your friends will let you down, but never the Holy Spirit. He's been my comforter. Friends, how do you think I'm enjoying my uh, life with him? He's held my hand. He's helped me through. I've been in worse situations and he's helped me. I'll never forget this. I was once, I came home from work and preaching. I'm so tired and my son is burning with fever. And the doctor says, you know, Hazel, you better keep awake at night because the fever shouldn't go too high. He could get convulsions. And I'm like frightened because I said, yes, I took the chair, sat next to him, but I'm tired. I'm saying, Holy Spirit, keep me awake. I'm tired. And so I took a piece of cloth, dipped it in Udiclon, and I kept putting it on his forehead to bring the fever down. And after some time, I don't know what happened. The next thing I know, I opened my eyes. It was six in the morning. And I let out a scream. And I said, Holy Spirit, I told you to keep me awake. But when I touched my son's body, it was cold. The, the little piece of cloth on his head was wet, dripping wet. And the Holy Spirit spoke and said, you were tired. I let you sleep. But I was awake. Look at the cloth. It's still wet. And I was, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You will never find a friend as faithful as him. And you know what he thinks about you? James chapter 4, verses 4. He talks an adulteress. He said, you adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. He calls them an adulterous generation. He's talking to the group of believers who are passionate about the Lord at one time, who would feel the pain of sin, but now they don't even feel bad about it. They say everything is okay. Everybody is doing it. They have compromised. Now their hearts are hardened. They don't even feel the conviction of sin they once felt. And that's spiritual adultery. You know, we hear people saying, oh, things have changed. Don't be too old-fashioned. We have to adapt ourselves to these changing times. But let me tell you, God has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Ten Commandments he gave to Moses is still valid even today. And you will not be judged by the philosophies of this world and what your friends think. You will be judged by the Bible. But remember the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 5, James 4 verse 5, God yearns jealously for the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. He yearns jealously for you. He wants you back. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to get you back to where you need to be. And to be an enemy of God does not mean that God is against you. But you are putting yourself in a position where God is going to have to take action to do something to bring you back home again. He yearns jealously for you. He dwells in you. He abides with you. Can you imagine God abiding in you? He is our home and we are his home. He has become a permanent resident. And he will never leave, never. No matter how messed up you are, he will never leave. 
because he's the promise of the father and he yearns for you my beloved youth he yearns for you he does not want to share you with anybody else if you share your devotion with someone else then he's going to do everything to bring you home again because you are the temple of the holy spirit and at this point of time in this coronavirus pandemic, I just see a picture of him standing in front of us with his arms outstretched saying, you are not moving further. No more sin. It's not because he's against you, but he's trying his best to get our attention to come back to him because he knows the future. He knows the danger that lies ahead. And what is your response going to be? Do you know, friends, you can grieve him? Ephesians 4.30 says, do not grieve him. How do we grieve him? By not repenting. Can you imagine this God who created the universe is abiding in us? What does he feel when we are watching pornography? He's grieved. He's pained. When we give our bodies so easily in sexual immorality, premarital sex, he's holy. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's living inside of you. He's grieved. He's grieved when you're spending the whole 24 hours on the computer and he's standing there and says, please, will you talk to me? He's looking at the remote control in your hand and he's trying to put the Bible in your hand and said, please, will you talk to me? So friends, come back. Let's come back to him. And he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you with the gift of tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, those who speak in a tongue do not speak to other people, but to God. For nobody understands them since they are speaking mysteries in the spirit. He wants to bless you with that gift. Because he wants to talk to you. He loves when we talk in tongues. I remember two days ago we were praying in tongues, a group of us, and I saw all musical notes around. I said, what's those musical notes? He's saying, when you pray in tongues. It's like the sound of music to my ears. I want you to pray. And so my youth today, we are going to ask him to fill us with holiness. He's the temple. And when he comes inside the temple, he does not come and do nothing. He's going to decorate that temple within, with holiness, with fruits, with gifts. He's loving, he's kind. And remember, He's a dove. A dove will never settle on a ding, dung hill. One of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is a dove, a very clean bird. And so even before right now, wherever you are, we are going to pray for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. If there's any sin that you have to give up, please give up. If you have to forgive somebody, if you have to give up an unholy relationship or any activity that you're involved in which does not bring God glory, any video games that you're attached to, any kind of literature that you're reading or watching something that you know he's going to be pained, just give it up because nothing is more worthy than building a friendship with him. And so now we're going to ask Giselle to sing a song to us of the Holy Spirit and Father Joseph will be there and we'll pray for the gift of tongues. We'll pray for a powerful infilling. Don't worry, just step out in faith. 
the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance as you're shouting, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, He'll give you the utterance. You feel your tongue twisting, just burst forth in tongues. He'll give you many, many gifts. The acts of the apostles will continue in you, my youth. So let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come with your fire. Giselle? Come with your fire. Uh, Giselle, you're muted. Let's repent. Is there anything we have to give up? There's a sweet, sweet. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place.
because he's inside of you. He knows what you're going through. He wants to comfort you. He wants to help you. He wants to rescue you. He loves you. He yearns jealously for you. He yearns jealously for you. Give all of yourself to him. You want to cry on his shoulder? Go ahead. He'll comfort you. Holy Spirit, we have no friend like you. We give you all our pain. We give you everything that is not of the kingdom. Help us be holy. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove. Stay right here with us. As Catholics, we all receive the Holy Spirit in the sacrament of baptism, in the sacrament of confirmation. Today, yes. what we were doing, but we have forgotten about the Holy Spirit. Today, we were only praying for a release of that power that we received in the sacraments. And when you speak tongues, nobody will understand, only God understands. So you know, worry. there are some people receiving gift of healing. You know, uh, the gift of healing, to heal the other, and the gift of visions and messages. I can read Bala Sindhu, that Clara is healed, Rose is healed, 
and and a father is ill so i have received so these are all spirit speaks to you just imagine when we were just worshiping for 5 minutes the holy spirit is blessing so many people with so many blessings you can read all those messages uh so yeah uh, mario uh, ready so that they can contact you also in uh, directly in case uh, if anybody wants to speak to you directly uh, so sister will type the email id so he can contact through the email okay you can actually write to us at um, youth@divineuk.org or info@divineuk.org and we'll respond back with sister's email address that would be better okay that uh, the youth at uh, that is better because info has got so many emails so if you have any uh, question connected to the youth please send uh, all the information to the youth ുംങ്ങളുടെ that what we learn today here bear fruit in our own lives but also those around us may we put into practice what we have discussed here and then um help us to make a difference in this world for the glory of your name um and to conclude let's just say this prayer to the holy spirit come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth thank you so much thank you all for um, coming today coming to today's session and um, it's amazing to see how many people have been healed and how many people have been sharing their testimonies and you know, this is just the beginning and uh, let us take it to our own personal prayer that we continue this anointing and not let this fire come down Uh, we will see you next week for our next session next Saturday at 11 o'clock UK time and yeah, God bless everyone and have enjoyed the rest of your day take care